We're going to gather down front for prayer to start off the service. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. Storm. 
whisper in praise in the house today. Father, we bless your name. We come to give glory to you. Thank you that your mercies are new every single morning. We're thankful for your faithfulness, your great faithfulness. We're thankful for the springs of living water that are new every day. We ask, Father God, that you would do a new thing in our hearts and our lives this very morning. We ask, Father God, that we would not just sense, but we would know the presence of the Lord in this place today. Father, let supernatural things happen. We don't want just natural things to go on. We want supernatural things to happen by the sovereign power of you, mighty God. Let there be healings in the house today. Let there be victories. Let there be salvations. Let people reach out and be filled with the Holy Spirit today. Let the gifts of your Spirit and the fruit of your Spirit flow in this time. We give you honor and glory in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
the Lord. You may be seated. Good morning, everybody. That's better. How's everyone today? Wow, it's so good to be at church. Amen? Uh, as always, we have our Wednesday sir. Oh, I'm jumping the gun already. Grandpa, could you come forward, please? You guys switch it up all the time, and I don't know which is which. Now, Andy, he likes to leave before I let him go, so teach him how this works. So next time, he'll understand. This dashing young fella right here, if you're a guest with us, we'd like to welcome you to Trinity. And if you slip up your hand, he will give you a connection card. If you could just fill it out for us and put it in one of the plates, and then that way you can stay up to date with the things going on here at the church, and we can keep in contact with you as well. Can we get a round of applause for our guest? And yeah, there we go. As always, we have our Wednesday evening services, and if you're able to come out and join us, we would love to have you here. Um, starting at 7, we have classes for all ages. We have youth, missionettes, Royal Rangers, uh, adult Bible study. So if you're able to come out, we'd love to see you on Wednesday, as well as we have a 10 a.m. Bible study. So if you're able to make that as well. If you... If you um, want to strut your stuff and support the church in our merchandise sale that we have going on. Um, the deadline is tomorrow. Okay. So, excuse me. So if you feel, if you want to order merchandise, make sure that you have it filled out and entered. Um, that is for the online stuff. Um, the hats like I have on and the TAG hat, um, and I think the shirts that we have in the lobby, those will be here still. So the only thing that the deadline is for is for the merch for the online part of it. That's the hoodies and the um, tumblers and what else is on there? T-shirts. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. So make sure you check it out in the lobby and get those orders in um, today so you don't miss out on that opportunity. Uh, also, Valentine's, Valentine's Day is coming up, which means we have our uh, Valentine's dinner. And if you want to join us for that, it's Thursday, February 15th at 6.30. We're going to be going to the Golden Corral. And um, if you want to join us for that, just make sure that you sign up in the lobby so we know how many people to expect. Uh, we're going to have our own little private room, so that would be good. So we need to have an accurate count as soon as possible. And then I think that's all I have for you today, Pastor. Turned it off on me. Well, not for this. Why don't you guys have a seat for a second? Just relax. Uh, we're going to be taking up our tithes and offerings in just a moment, but we're going to have kind of a double offering. Oh, don't don't get worried. Don't fret. We're not coming after you again. But. Uh, we give our tithes and our offerings, but we also want to give our praise to the Lord. It's been a while since we've had an opportunity to just share some words of testimony and praise to God. I'm asking your indulgence that while we're receiving our offering today, we're going to not sing. We're, not going, to, we're going to praise God with some testimonies. And uh, now realize we don't need to know who your second cousin's nephew 
on their father's side was to tell your testimony, okay? Not a lot of details, just give some praise. How many of you know what I'm saying? Just give some praise to God. You don't need to be highly verbal, but you just need to give him some glory. And I'll be walking around with the microphone just a little bit. You may or may not be on camera, but, but uh, you'll at least be heard. So we're going to have a word of prayer as I invite the ushers to come. We'll be giving our tithes and offerings, but we're also inviting those that would like to raise their hand and share just a brief word of testimony and praise to God. It's important to give thanks to the Lord, all ye, all ye servants of the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Give him praise. Give him honor. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to him. So I'm going to be walking up and down the aisles, and you flag me down. But we want to give an offering of praise, an offering of our tithes, our, our gifts of love to the Lord. And we just want to, want to share God has been so good. God has been so good. Heavenly Father, we so much want to thank you today for your mercies that are new every single morning, for your faithfulness, for your kindness to us, your love for us. And we ask, Father God, that on this Lord's day, we would give you, the Lord, credit for all that you've done and praise for all that you're about to do. We pray, Father, for every gift and every giver to be a blessing to your name, that others may know of Jesus because of the faithfulness in the giving of your people. And, Father, receive our praise, our giving of the fruit of our lips to give thanks to you today as well. Receive our praise, receive our love and thanksgiving. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to be walking around, and if you have a word of prayer, word of praise for the Lord, you can help me. I don't want to walk all the way over there. You can help me. Move through. I bet you, I, you'd let him through, wouldn't you? Jay? We'll put footprints out there. Anybody else? While he's getting there, word of praise and honor to the Lord. Okay, well, you help me. I have had to uh, drive early morning shifts this week with my truck, and I'm not used to that. Getting up at 1 and 2 in the morning is not easy. And um, I want to thank God that uh, I made it safely this week. I've had a couple of close calls that um, have my heart beating. <laughs> And uh, I want to thank Jesus for a safe week. Praise God. Praise God. Let's all give him praise. There was hands behind me, I say. Somebody said hands. Okay, here. And then here. I, I hold the hand. I take hold of the mic. I can bit in and out. <laughs> I praise God for my friend Nick that I never thought would come to Jesus as being baptized next Sunday. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I hold it. Okay. I want to thank God for whatever he is doing for my family, my friends, and whole world. I want to thank God for doing that for us. Amen. Amen. 
Somebody else with a word of praise. Hallelujah. Well, everybody knows I've been gone for like three or four weeks, and I wasn't sure I was going to make it back. But we prayed every day and every night, and I had a nursemaid. So I just praise the Lord for it. You didn't buy him a costume, did you? Did you? Did you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Praise God. Some down here. I thank the Lord for his faithfulness and how he meets our every need. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I thank God for the love and praising him and for my brother's safety and for me. Praise God. Praise God. Yes. And I praise God for his peace. Uh, last this week I was embarrassed about something but now I can say God exists because he gave me the peace praise God praise God praise God everybody wants the mic Uh, so I want to thank God for my family Uh, you see last year something bad happened to me Um, so I bought a car and immediately when they dropped the car uh, close to my garage, I wanted to park the car to my drive through and I told my boys uh, to stay in my um, uh, dining, dining table. And as I was trying to park the car on the drive through behold, the car just lost control and it entered my house, destroyed all this dining table, crushed my uh, refrigerator. And while I was in the, in the car, I couldn't open the the door the door of the car. I was looking for my boy inside that residence. I was like, "Where's Enoch? Where's Elijah?" Um, immediately when I entered the car, my boys ran out of the house. And when I looked at the bag, I saw them. They were like, "Daddy, daddy, daddy!" I was like, I was so happy that even though the accident uh, actually happened, the car was crushed. Was I still parked the car inside my um, in my house? But my boys, they are still alive. Uh, me, my Savior, my life. I want to thank God for that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I want to likewise give praise to the Lord while I'm walking around because I can see you today. Uh, the eyesight and the left eye, which was totally gone before, is back about 80, 85% or so. And uh, I, I don't even want to tell you about my trip downtown Friday, but uh, it was exciting. I want to thank the Lord. Uh, Christy over here, about 10 years ago, she had had a heart cath, and she had spoken with her new cardiologist here recently, and he said, um, I want to see if we can go ahead and get another heart cath, get a a base point on that. In the first cath, they had found she had had a mild heart attack on the backside of her heart, and just like you, a vessel had had grown. And so uh, it was just a really, okay. I'll not look at her. And so she, um, she had had a heart attack, and so he said he wanted to get in there and take a good look at it. And, of course, you know, we were a little anxious about it, Christy. And we got in there, and um, the church had prayed. We had prayed. pastor came and prayed with us. And the, they went in, and, and he came out, and his report was she had multiple new vessels on the back of her heart that had grown and that his, his words were 
Now, why did we bring you in here? There was no need for any stents, and she had a great report. And I want to thank, thank God. Praise God. Praise God. Was that a hint? Or are you just praising God for him? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming. I'm not very good at this, but I want to thank God for the goodness of him. He's there when we don't even know he's there. And things that's going on in our life, he does, and he's got control of it. So I just want to thank him, praise him. Praise God. Praise God. Just a few more. Just a few more. Hallelujah. Anybody else want to give some praise to the Lord Almighty God today? Okay, I'm coming that way. just want to praise God that, you know, he saved my soul, and sometimes he, he loves even me. <laughs> yes, I want to praise God for bringing Laura this far, and we just trust that he's going to bring her the rest of the way. Praise him. Praise God. Anybody else? Yeah. You're giving me my exercise today, aren't you? Praise God. Hi, Renee, but I want to praise God. Um, I was going through something very traumatic, and I didn't think I had a way through, and I was almost to the point of like giving up completely on God and my faith and everything. And I asked God if he was going to bring me through to send me a sign and someone to talk to, and he put it on my heart to call a certain pastor. He didn't know me. I never went to this church. I was actually going to a different church. And ironically, he, the pastor picked up the phone, and he sat and talked to me for like about an hour and prayed for me, and I'm back. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. God is good. What? Which? Okay, well, in a, in a large room, it's hard to know exactly where the things are going on. I just want to praise the God for being with me. I am in end-stage renal disease. My kidneys do not work at all. But thank God, there is a, I do go for um, dialysis three times a week. And um, because there was no room at the dialysis center close to me, I was able to go um, to uh, a dialysis center in downtown. Well, downtown um, it is a provider for... A whole new neighborhood of people. I've met people that I never would have met, um, homeless people that I never would have met. And what God has shown me is that's, that's my missions field. So I get to go there three times a week and represent God and talk to other people about God. And I just want to praise him for that opportunity and thank him. Praise God. Praise God. Well, let's all stand together. Can we stand together and just give a corporate praise to God? as the worship team returns and leads us in praise to the King of Glory.
anyone thinks I forgot, which I'm prone to do, but I didn't, later on in the service we'll be lifting up some prayer needs of healing because today we're going to be going to the Lord's table as we're going to be talking about a new covenant. These past several weeks since the beginning of the new year we've been looking at new things for a new year. We've looked at a new harvest, a new spring, new things. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. We've looked at a new song he puts in our hearts to give him praise. New things. We're going to be looking today at that new covenant that he's established that we remember as we gather at the Lord's table today. And a certain aspect of this gathering at the Lord's table, part of this new covenant that was not part of the old covenant. So he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and say it with me and by his stripes we are healed we're going to be taking our healing needs before the Lord today we have some that are facing surgery this week and others uh, other procedures this week uh, we're going to have a, a birth situation all kinds of neat things happening this week and we need the Lord's hand to be upon it all amen, amen. Amen. Would you stand with me, please, for the reading of God's Word? Turn to 1 Corinthians, the letter to the Corinthian church, in chapter 11. I remind you that the Corinthians were not an ideal church. He has more negative things to say about this church than any other church in the New Testament. They were a mess. But aren't you glad that Jesus came to die for the messiest of us all? He shed his blood for the messiest of us all. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, I'm beginning reading with verse 23. If you find anything in there to shout about, why don't you do so? For I received from the Lord, Paul writes, that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. 
This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. <laughs> Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. He's writing this to the church at Corinth. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment, and the rest I will set in order when I come. Father, Thank you for a new covenant. A new covenant that was established with each one of us in mind. Thank you, Father God, that we do not live under the old covenant, but the new. And the provisions of that new covenant we want to praise you for today. For we come in the name of Jesus, amen. amen, amen. Praise God, you may be seated. We've talked in weeks past about a new harvest, how that we need to clear off the old things from the past so that we have room for what God wants to do. I, as I was praying over the message, I just want to serve as a reminder to you some here have some unfinished business that you need to take care of at an altar of prayer. You're still doing some things from the past and you're haunted by it and you need to lay it at the feet of Jesus and move on. He has a new harvest for you. He has some new things for you. Don't grovel in the past. One of the great things about this new covenant, it deals with the past as well as our future. Aren't you glad that things from the past can be under the blood of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Quit fighting those battles. Quit spiraling downward in depression and fear and doubt and self-doubt. Put it under the blood of Jesus Christ. If while we're preaching you feel the need to do so right now, this altar is always open. I want my deacons to be ready to come to just kneel beside you and not intrude, but to be there for you, to pray with you. Because I'm reminded by the Lord, some have some unfinished things, some old things from the old days that need to be laid at the feet of Jesus so you can move on. We've talked about new springs, new living water. 
that God wants to take this polluted world and reach it with living water. Amen? We've talked about having a new song in our heart, a new set of mercies of God every single day. Have you praised him today for today's mercies? You got up. It's the mercy of God. How many of you got up just because you're just really so full of power? No, you didn't get your... God gave you another day. Could we praise him right now for another day? His mercies are new every morning. This morning we want to be looking at a new covenant. A new covenant with the Lord. The former or old covenant was based upon blood sacrifice, the sacrifice of a lamb to cover the debt of sin. You know the story. And Jesus was reenacting that story the night that he was betrayed. He came to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And the people were cheering him on, but they didn't realize he came to die, to set in effect a new covenant. All over Jerusalem that day, lambs were slain. The blood of the lamb was placed upon the door and lintel post to remind everyone of that day thousands of years before. The children of Israel, the people of Israel, were held slaves in Egypt. They'd been there for over 400 years with no choices they could make except to do what Pharaoh demanded be done. He had taken their freedom from them. He'd taken their, their children and thrown the boys into the Nile River to offer them as a sacrifice to the goddess Nile. But God was still God. And he had come and sent Moses before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said, I don't know this God you're talking about. We've got hundreds of gods here in Egypt. Uh, we're not familiar with with your God, well, he was familiar with him shortly thereafter, painfully aware. And on that night, the Lord said, I'm bringing the gavel down here tonight. This is going to be the, the end of your captivity. Every household is to sacrifice a lamb without spot and without blemish to take the, the blood of that lamb and put it on the doorposts and lintel posts of your house. Because tonight, I, the Lord God, am going to pass over Egypt. And every place I do not see the blood of the lamb applied, I will bring judgment upon the firstborn of that household. Everyone was exposed to the knowledge. Without the blood, there was judgment. But the households of Egypt chose to ignore it. God was just bluffing. 
Surely God wouldn't. Oh, yes, he would. And each Jewish family was instructed to gather in their home. They were to keep their sandals on, not to remove their sandals from their feet. They were to eat in haste. They were to have unleavened bread, symbolizing there was no time for the bread to rise. They were to partake of that Passover meal, that, that lamb, and all of the things there. He says, because this night, I'm going to set you free from the chains that abound you. That night, I remember I, growing up, uh, I heard it preached and taught by some that an angel of death passed over. But that's not what the Bible says. That's not what the Bible says. How many of you think we ought to go with what the Bible says? God passed over in judgment. He passed over the entire country of Egypt and even the land of Goshen. And he said, when I pass over, if I see no blood offering of the lamb, the firstborn will die, whether it be of human or even the animals. But when I see the blood, the blood of the lamb sacrifice over the doors of those Jewish households. I, the Lord God Almighty, will take my judgment and pass over that house. And everybody in that house, where there's a covering of the blood, there is mercy of God that passes over the house for judgment. There were cries and screams throughout Egypt that night. Even in Pharaoh's household, who was considered himself to be a god, and his son was the next god to take the throne. But his firstborn died. That was the old covenant. The other sacrifices and the sacrificial system that we read about in Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, and Deuteronomy, those followed after this initial blood sacrifice of the Lamb. You see, the people of Israel had forgotten even who God was. But they met him afresh that day with a covenant. And thousands of years had passed since that first Passover. And every year the people of Israel were instructed to return to a, a place of remembrance and to have the unleavened bread and to have the, the scriptures read and recited and have the, the four cups to remind of the I wills of God. I will come. I will I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. This old covenant was set in motion by God for God's people. Without the blood, death and judgment. But with the blood, he passes over 
But every year they had to renew that covenant with God. God passed over the land that night, and shortly thereafter, Egypt wanted no more to do with these Jews. Get out of town. We'll pay you to leave. And they left. But every year, a lamb was slain, and the blood was sprinkled on the door and lintel posts up until the night that I read the scripture about just now. The people of Israel had done this every year. Several thousand years have elapsed. And they do not understand the fullness of what has happened here. They're under the old covenant, a blood covenant, that every household had to have a lamb. The blood had to be sprinkled over the doorposts. The scriptures had to be read, the, the cups, the unleavened bread. But that night, Jesus explained to his disciples that he was the first begotten of the Father. And it was the blood of the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. And that Jesus does not need to be crucified annually. But once and for all, he died that if you would by faith apply the blood of his sacrifice to your heart through faith in Jesus Christ, through repentance to Almighty God, that he would not just pass over you, he would remove totally every aspect of your sin and that's the new covenant. That's the new covenant. That new covenant must be personally applied through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus willingly went to the cross to establish this new covenant between God and man. Jesus would be the sacrifice, not to cover our sin, but to eradicate our sin. It's not hidden, my friend. When we confess our sins, he removes that. He keeps no record as far as the east is from the west. He removes our transgressions from us and remembers them against us no more. We are liberated from the curse of our sin through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. But you have to apply it by faith, personally. It's not an automatic. It's the same kind of philosophy that some people have today, an errant philosophy. And I've heard people, how many of you have heard people use this? Well, uh, I must be a Christian. I was born in a Christian nation. Uh, no. There's no such thing as a Christian nation. Nations can't be Christian. Only people. Governments, no. Only people. And 
just because you were born here does not mean you're a Christian. But you have the capacity to call upon the name of the Lord and become one, a follower of Jesus Christ. Say that old scripture with me. We'll do it in the King James. That's how I learned it. I don't care how you learned it. We're going to do it my way today. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Personally applied through faith in Jesus Christ. It's not an automatic. Just because you came to church does not make you a Christian. Just because your parents were believers does not make you a Christian. Just because you gave money to the poor does not make you a Christian. Just because you were born in America does not make you a Christian. It does not. It takes a personal relationship with the one who struck the blood covenant on the cross for you. personally applied through faith. Hebrews chapter 9 says this, but Christ Jesus became as a high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is not of this creation not with the blood of goats and calves but with his own blood he entered the most holy place once for all having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, the sinless blood of Christ, through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, how much more will he cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. The new covenant is not designed to cover your past. It removes your past from being used against you ever again through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Satan was there to tempt you, to taunt you, to lure you, to ensnare you, and he will remind you of your past. But Jesus has no recollection of it. It's under the blood of Jesus Christ. When you come to him, I love some of the old, we sang some of the old songs this morning. I came to Jesus weary, worn, and sad. He took my sins away. He took my sins away. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood of Jesus. Amen. That's the new covenant. A covenant is an agreement between parties. And each side has some aspect of that covenant relationship. Certain stipulations for both sides. God stipulated, I will because of my great love for you, I will cause my son, my only begotten son Jesus, 
to take on the form of human flesh. He will not be born according to the strategies of men. He will not be a natural birth. He will be a supernatural birth. He will be sinless. And he will come to save the lost. He will be my sacrificial lamb. He will not come just to do mighty works. He will come to die as a sacrifice on a cross. He was slain from the very foundations of the world. It was not by accident. It was by divine, sovereign plan. God loved us that much. God said as a part of this covenant, I will send my only begotten son to die and if whoever believes on him receives him as their savior, I will obliterate their sin. I will give them eternal life. I will cause them to be able to be with me forever and ever in a place called heaven. That's God's part. And all we have to do, our part is to ask him to come in and forgive our sin. If there's anyone here today and you've not done that or you've drifted away from God and you've done it in the past, my friend, it's time to come home. It's a time come to Jesus moment this morning to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, forgive my sin. I believe by faith Faith, you're my Savior today. You're said in your word, if I confess my sin, you will be faithful and just to forgive my sin and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I trust you and I take you at your word, dear Jesus. That's our part. Jesus does all the heavy lifting in this covenant, this new covenant. What's so new about this new covenant? Well, first of all, there's a new sacrifice for sin. It's not a lamb. It's not a, an animal that cannot willfully go to the place of sacrifice. Lambs are not the, the brightest. They will lead them to a, their death with a Judas goat and they'll follow it down the, the troughs and the pathways they're just a dumb animal you say well how can you say that about sheep well uh, the Bible says a lot about dumb sheep Jesus said all we like sheep were gone astray but Jesus is not a dumb sheep going to sacrifice himself on purpose? No. He knew full well the Father's plan. And he said, Father, I'll go. And I will die on a cross for the sins of the world. I will die for their sin in hopes that they will call for mercy and receive your salvation. It was not someone taking his life from him as a, a slaughterer would take the life of a sheep. Pontius Pilate 
put himself in a place and said, don't you realize I have the power of life and death over you? And Jesus, oh no, you're mistaken. You can't take my life from me. I already lay it down myself. Jesus came on purpose to die for the sins of the whole world. He was God's lamb, not a dumb animal, but a righteous Lord who came to die for your sins and for mine. On purpose, not by mistake. It was not a governmental edict that sentenced him to die. It was a heart of love that sent him to the cross. Despising the shame. But he went anyway because of his great love. It's a new sacrifice in this new covenant. We have in this new covenant a new high priest. The high priest in the old covenant was one man. He would, as long as he lived, he would orchestrate the things of the temple. He would go in once a year on the Day of Atonement into the Holy of Holies and lay down a blood sacrifice. And every year, after every year, after every year, he had to do it again and again. But we have a new high priest in this new covenant of God. And he is the great high priest. He is living forever. He will never cease to be. He is ever making intercession for us. And he laid down his life's blood once for all. And he's still making intercession for you and I according to the will of the Father. What else is new about this new covenant? Oh, good. We're a new creation because of this new covenant. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, look, all things have become new. Old things passed away in this new covenant. Your past is no longer an issue with God. It may be an issue with the world. It may be an issue with other people. But God has said it's passed away. It's dead to me. And you're alive in Christ Jesus through the saving work of Jesus Christ. And old things are passed away. You're a new, totally new creation in Christ Jesus. Can you give him praise for that? What else is new about this new covenant? Ezekiel 36 tells us he's going to give us a new heart. Ezekiel 36, 25 says, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. This new covenant gives you a new heart, not just something that's been repaired. We praise God for the miracle that Christy and others have experienced, how that God has regrown arteries and vessels in the heart 
and didn't have to go through surgery to do it. Praise God. But God isn't just repairing hearts today. At this very altar of prayer, God wants to give you a new heart, a new heart, and a new spirit as well. That's another new thing about this new covenant. What else is new about the new covenant? We have a new and living way of access to God. Hebrews 10 tells us in verse 19, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. You see that application of the blood of Jesus Christ to forgive your sin also gives you a pass. You can go into the very presence of Almighty God because God can't tolerate sin, but He can tolerate you. He can tolerate me because our sins have been washed away completely and we have access to come into the presence of Almighty God. We can talk to God face to face, heart to heart, spirit to spirit. I don't have to go through somebody else to confess my sins. I don't have to get somebody to tell me uh, he forgives me if I say so many our fathers and a couple extra Hail Marys and whatever. I have access to Jesus Christ. I can come boldly to the throne of grace and find mercy to help in my time of need because the blood of Christ of this new covenant gives me access to the Lord Almighty God anytime, any place, anywhere. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. What else is so new about this new covenant? It's a new covenant that doesn't need to be renewed. Every year they had to go under the old covenant and have their sins atoned for once a year. They would go and the sacrifices would be made and the high priest would go in behind the veil in the Holy of Holies once a year. I've got good news. You can go into the holy, holy of God's presence every single day of your life as a born-again Christian. You have access to him, and you don't have to go back and do it every year to be saved, but you have access every day as a child of the king. What else is so new about this new covenant? I have a new home in heaven prepared by Jesus waiting for me. This new covenant assures me that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for me and if he goes and prepares a place for me, he will come again and receive me unto himself. He may come to me through the doorway of death, and I'm okay with that. He may come to me with trumpet sounds and let me rise to meet him in clouds. I'm okay with that. I don't care how I get there, but he's made a place for you, for me, for every born-again, blood-washed believer. I have a place. I have a new forwarding address, and it's a place called heaven. It's in the palace of the King of Glory. I have a new hope because of this new covenant. 
I have a new future, a new eternity. Today we're going to be remembering that new covenant by remembering the old. As Jesus brought his disciples in, and they sat down to a Passover Seder. Every year, everybody had done it. Every good Jewish family had done this in total ignorance. And Jesus said, let me explain things to you. That bread is to remind you that I am the bread of life. He came from a place called Bethlehem, the house of bread. He's the bread of life. He's the manna in the wilderness. He's the provision for the meeting of our needs. And he says, according to the prophet Isaiah, that this broken body with stripes and nail piercings and all the rest, he did it on purpose. He allowed it on purpose so that as we are a covenant person with him, there can be healing. You say, well, pastor, is, is, the, is healing really a part of the new covenant? Yes, my friends, it is. The prophecy of Isaiah is clear. Does it mean that everybody's healed? Eventually, everyone is healed who knows Jesus Christ as their Savior. Sometimes our healing is here. Sometimes our healing is getting a whole brand new body. But we're going to walk in eternity healed and whole. There will be no arthritic pain in heaven. There's no clatter of canes and squeak of wheelchairs on the streets of gold. We're going to get a new body. We're going to have a new life. We're going to have a new way to praise him. He died for healing. Now, there's all varieties of healing. And some here today need to reach in and touch the stripes of Jesus by faith for healing. Some here today, when we partake of the bread in just a few moments, you need to, you need to stand to your feet and say, Lord, I want to touch by faith the lashes across your back. For the prophet Isaiah said, by his stripes we are healed. I have a need for healing of my mind. I'm not talking about mental illness. I'm talking about being overwhelmed by your past, being overwhelmed by guilt, being overwhelmed by self-doubt, being overwhelmed by regrets and whatever. Jesus Christ can heal our minds as well today. The stripes across his back, multiplied in number, can address every area of my mind that is messed up. It's easy to get your mind messed up, isn't it? How many of you have ever just gotten your, you just, well, how in the world did I get myself into this mess? But you know what? Your thoughts, my thoughts, 
We can go down some dark, shadowy ways, but he can bring the healing of our minds. For the Lord has not given you a spirit of fear, but of a strong, solid mind, sound mind. It's a part of the new covenant. He wants to heal our minds today. You say, well, I don't want to admit I have a problem. Everybody else knows you do. <laughs> so what's the problem? That healing also is not just healing of our minds, but healing of our emotions. Some here have some deep bruises that medicines can't reach. You have been hurt so deeply so often or so intensely that it's painful to even think about. But I know a Jesus, my great high priest, stretched out his arms on a cross and his, the, the stripes on his back were evident and he wants to heal that tormented Part of you. He wants to heal the deep bruises that some of you bear. You say, well, I've, I've I had somebody I was talking to about. Well, that's good. But I like that old gospel song that says, come let us have a little talk with Jesus. He's the one that can bring healing to the bruises of our past, our emotions, Close your eyes for just a moment. I just want to want to track where I am, where the Lord's directing me today. How many of you would acknowledge? Don't anybody be looking around. My eyes are only open so I can get confirmation. You have some things that just haunt you, a deep bruise. You were hurt so badly that many of your decisions and actions today are influenced because of the deep bruise in your heart. Just lift your hand up and then down. Yeah, yeah, you can open your eyes. You're not alone, my friends, all over this room, all over this room. But he was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace is upon him and by his stripes. There's healing even for the deep bruises in your past. But there's other aspects of healing. Some need spiritual healing. You've been wounded in your spirit. You've been disappointed by God's people or churches or pastors, evangelists, whatever. My friends, Jesus wants to heal you today. He wants to stretch his nail-pierced hand and says, forget about those other people. They didn't die for you. I did. Lean on the one who died for you, okay? Let him do the healing. Every lash of the whip on his back, tearing at his flesh, by faith I see your name being uttered by Jesus. Jim. Ed, each name 
each stripe. Don't allow those, those wounds to keep you from drawing close to God. And physical healing. Yes. I stand here today praising God. It wasn't because I had a good doctor. I praised God for my doctors and those who worked on my eyes. I love the thought of that needle going into my eye. It's just such a thrill. Many of you have experienced that. But you know who my healer is? I want to thank my Jesus. I want to thank my Jesus. I can see you today. I didn't have to print off my sermon in, in 36 point print. It's back to normal. And I can see your faces and I can give praise to God because he's my healer. I've been healed over years of, of various things. Along the testimony with, with Christy, they were going to go in and do possibly do open heart surgery because the arteries were 100% blocked. But they went in and found out that God had grown a new vessel that was just fine. I, I want to praise God that years ago I was just starting a, a new church. I, I was just starting it and I came down. My travels had exposed me to different diseases and I had hepatitis. And the doctor said, you're going to have to just forget about starting that new church and you're going to be probably three to six months out. And it wasn't me, I can tell you that. When I talked to my district superintendent, he says, well, Ken, Kenny, how, how long do you think, Brother Ken, he said, how long do you think you're going to be out? And I says, I'll, I, if you can get somebody to cover for me this week, I'll be back next week. And everybody, I, I looked at myself strange. What, what in the world are you, you, you idiot? What are you talking about, you fool? Yeah, I talked to myself a lot like that. But I missed one Sunday because of hepatitis and never missed another one because of infirmity. I've been in this work for over 50 years. And it wasn't my statement, it was God's touch. By his stripes. I've been healed by the power of God at different occasions. Doesn't always do it when I want it, how I want it, but he always comes through. When we come to the Lord's table today, remember. Remember that he is the author of the new covenant. He shed his blood, the blood of the Lamb of God, to give you a new relationship, a new covenant, a new high priest, a new relationship, new access, a new heart, a new spirit. A new eternal home and by his stripes there's healing behold he says I make all things new but one thing he's making new right now is he's given a new covenant to us how many of you here have signed on to that new covenant you've asked Jesus to be your Savior and your Lord would you stand with me, please?
Hallelujah. We're going to have a different kind of altar call today. It's going to be right where you are. I'm going to ask the brethren to come. And we're going to be sharing the emblems in remembrance of what Jesus did to usher in this new covenant. And as we partake of the bread, I want you to just give him praise and say, by faith, I want to reach out and touch the stripes of Jesus for the healing. Maybe there's somebody heavy on your heart. Sister Imogene talked about Mike needs a, needs a healing. We have some that Mike uh, Butterworth is going to have surgery this week. Others are having procedures, all kinds of things going on. How many of you need a healing today? Oh, reach out in faith and just begin out loud. Access the stripes of Jesus back for the healing. We're going to be passing the, the emblems among you, and I want you to hold on to them until all have been served. And then we're going to celebrate this new covenant together, okay? Okay? And we're going to right, believe right where you are. For God to do some of that healing of your emotions, healing of that bruised spot in your spirit, to heal your, your memories. Thank you. 